we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad. Come on, everyone. Let's put our hands together for our online family. Um, you know, there are a number of people who, who are still home right now and, and for, for good reasons. And just want to let you know, I know Pastor Chow announced it during the, 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 the pre-hosting portion, but uh, we, we do have an online team that we're opening up for those who, who still feel comfortable at home. You want to stay safe and stay healthy. So if you want to serve and make a difference and find true life, even online, you can do that. Um, if Highlight Church is your home, so you can definitely join the team. And we'll be getting some more of that information out to you soon. But um, that's exciting. Online team. One day it's going to become an online campus, full-blown full blown campus. So, yeah, yeah, we love it. We love it. So I, I, I was in prayer, and the Holy Spirit led me to extend the kingdom series one more week we're going to go into week four of kingdom and um it's it's it's, it's going to be good and next week I, I don't know where we're going to go I'm, we're either going to delve into you know some a vision series vision for your life or we're going to deal with praise and worship the value the power of praise and worship I think as a church if we really understood you know, what we get, you know, to experience and, and how to engage worship, especially for those 30 minutes that we do it, um, God would fall in this place in a way that he's never fallen in highlight before. So I'll be praying about that. Be praying with me for clarity. And so um, today we're going to go ahead and open up to Second Corinthians chapter 9. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. Uh, we got you here on the screen. Second Corinthians chapter 9. And um, we're, we're going to dive in. Let's lean in. Let's get ready to take some notes, pen and pad, and uh, cell phone, whatever you have. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get ready and get our hearts ready. Are we ready for the Word of God? Yes. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and read here. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1 says that, uh, I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for believers in Jerusalem. For I know how eager you are to help. And I've been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. So this is the apostle Paul, and Paul is a leader of the church in, in Corinth. And he's just saying, man, I've, you know, I've been boasting about you guys across the way to other churches about your generosity. And I want to encourage you to, to, to keep on. It says this here halfway. He says, in fact... It was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. In fact, it was, it was your enthusiasm, your generosity that stirred up many of the other churches to, to go ahead and start giving. And so um, maybe you're looking at me and you're like, all right, Pastor, like I invited a friend or, you know, it's my first time and we're, you're going to get into the offering message this, this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk, talk about generosity. And so... Um, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We are going to talk about giving. And I want to let you know that um, I, I wouldn't be a, a, a loving pastor if we didn't, we didn't talk about these things. And I've always said there are going to be two things that as I scan the room for young, young, young folk, there are going to be two things that we're, we're not taboo about, and that's sex and money. And, uh, and I think if you're going to learn something about those two things, it should be from God's word. And so I want to love you well. I want to shepherd you well. I want to, I want to push you into everything that God has for you. And also, I do want to let you know that the church is not in need. So this is not a message because, oh, they must be, we must be struggling. Are we going to shut down? 
No, we, we run a very tight ship around here, and, and I value margin and saving and all that stuff. So, yes, all industries have been impacted profoundly, including the body of Christ. Like, whoo, that dip between May and August was serious. But um, we, we've been fine. We haven't had to lay off any, any uh, staff, and uh, we're still paying the rent on time. Everything is, is up and right. And so um, I, I just want us to get on one page with this as we head into December which traditionally every December we take an end-of-the-year offering. This is above and beyond your normal giving, so I want to prepare our hearts for that. That series is going to be called Yes. I know it's been a tough year, but we're still saying yes to God. We're still trusting God. And so um, just prepare your heart for that. I think that's December 13th and 14th. I think that weekend we're going to be taking that offering. And so uh, let's get back into the message. Verse 3, it says this, But I am sending these brothers to be sure Uh, You really are ready, as you've been telling them, and that your money is all collected. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. Uh, We would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all uh, I had told them. Verse 5, so I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. God, I promise I'm going to tithe all year. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that promise. But I want, to, I want it to be a willing gift that's going to be key here in a few min- minutes, not one given grudgingly. I want you to want to give, not, not to feel pressure to do it, Rhoda. You know what I mean? I want your heart to be in the right place, and I want you to want to give. Remember this. Here's a principle. So at Highlight Church, we do preach verse to verse, verse by verse through a Bible. Uh, through a book in the Bible, that's typically during the summer months, um, but we're, we're, we really preach in series, if you're new to Highlight Church. We'll, we'll zone in on a topic, on a principle, we'll preach it three or four weeks, but I love principles in Scripture because God honors His principles, and you cannot put an expiration date on how long you've been applying the principles of God. This is why Paul is pushing them on. He's saying, keep doing it, 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 keep, keep doing it in an Instagram world. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. We're being conditioned to not do it. God says, keep doing it. Okay, he says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. Give it to us, Paul. But the one who here it is, but but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. I love that equation, that formula It's, it's easy. And he says this here, you must decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly. Are in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And so, um, I've go ahead and write this down. A great church is composed of generous people. A great church is composed of people who are selfless. If you really want to be blessed in life and experience the fullness of God, live a selfless, live a selfless life. The scripture talks about money. Here it is more than it talks about love, faith, heaven and hell put together. It's a a big deal. And, And if we believe that the Bible is God's word, God understands that he has to put a lot of emphasis on finances. 
because he knows the place that it holds in our heart. Now, I told y'all, y'all wearing masks and y'all looking at me funny. We, we here? All right, all right, all right. It's going to get good. It's going to get, I promise. It's going to be really encouraging, actually. But God understands the, what, you know, that spot money holds in our hearts. The money has the power to uh, uh, steal our joy, to steal our peace. It certainly has the power to keep us up at night. Um, like, like I said, we're up and to the right, but when, when things hit, hit the low throughout the, my wife will tell you, I was losing some sleep. I'm like, God, man, we just moved into this building. Like, is that a, is that a bad decision? And I think about it, I'm like, well, had we been in Shady Grove Middle School, we wouldn't be able to meet at all. It, it was a faith decision. And God knew COVID was going to come. But it, it still exposed the idol that money can be. Even in a pastor's heart, it's like you losing sleep over something that I gave you in the first place. And if you lose it, I can give it to you anyway. And, and so God, God understands the power. And, and so it's mentioned more than love, faith, heaven, and hell all put together. Money is only mentioned, or the concept of finances is only mentioned second to God himself in the scripture. There are 800 references to money in scripture, 8,000 to God. Everything else is around that 200, 400 range. But it's so important, and also through this week, there are a lot of currencies of heaven. We understand that a currency is a medium that, that we exchange for goods and services. There are a lot of currencies of heaven, but I want to zone in on two for this message. There are two currencies of heaven we're going to zone in for here, and that's number one, trust. Go ahead and write these things down. Trust. 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 As a matter of fact, in order for you to receive salvation, you have to exchange your trust for what Christ did. Christ died for everyone. But in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to say, I trust you with my life. I've I've never seen you, but I believe you you shed your blood on, on the cross for me. I believe through you my sins are forgiven. I'm giving you my trust so that you can make me new. It's a currency of heaven. It's a currency. So trust is one. And the second currency I want you to write down is generosity. The word generosity means or generous means to give above and beyond the norm. And and this is what Paul is hitting on right here. He's hitting on generosity. And so to give you some context, he's collecting an offering for struggling Christians in Jerusalem. Corinth is a church that is under a thriving economy. And they started out giving but they stopped. In light of all that, he's saying these churches in Macedonia, actually, if you study the history behind it, the churches in Macedonia were more impoverished, but they were giving more. So they didn't have the means that the church in Corinth had, but they had the faith. And so they gave beyond their means. And he's saying, now, let's not embarrass ourselves. Let's, let's do what God is calling us to do so that these needs in Jerusalem are met. Are we in here? Is this too much? Y'all okay? All right, all right, all right. Now, I want to share with you five thoughts from the text. You ready? All right, here it is. Many start, few finish. A lot of this won't just apply to finances, but to everything in life. Many start, few finish. I love it because 10% of every dollar that comes into Highlight goes out. And now for, for four years, we have, we, we've given to our partners. How about this? This is super cool. 2017, 
you all gave $13,000 to our outreach partners. In 2018, you gave 27000 to our outreach partners. I love studying this stuff to see how God has just been faithful to us. And as you remain rooted in a church that's going up, you go up. In 2019, we gave over $53,000 to our outreach partners. Just a... And, and it's been our heart to finish what we've started. We, we moved here saying 10% of everything is going to go to our partnerships. And, and, and Paul, Paul told Timothy this, a young pastor in Ephesus who he had raised up as a pastor. He said, I have fought the good fight. Here it is. I have finished. Someone say finished. Finished the race. And I have remained faithful. Many start. And this or in that or in this or in that, but few finish. And, and I, I want us as a church to be marked by how well we finish. I, I love it. There have been a handful of you um, throughout the year, even when COVID started hitting. Uh, you've stopped and you've told Pastor Kai and I, you're ready for that end of the year offering. And it, it kind of, it's blowing our minds because it's like, it's March and, you know, it's April. We're in lockdown and you're already thinking about December, how you can worship God with that, how you can trust God at a greater level. And, and so that's exciting, you know, and, and, and that's telling me that you're, you're interested in finishing. You're interested in, because if you're going to finish in your finances, you, you, you can finish in any area of your life. And this is what Paul is saying. He's saying, don't, don't, let's not be an embarrassment. Let's finish this thing. Let's finish this thing. Second thought here is this, willingness precedes winning. Willingness precedes winning. Many, many people want greatness. Show of hands, greatness, blessing, every area of your life. Many people want greatness, but not many sacrifice greatly. Paul said it here. He says, but I want it to be a willing gift. I want your heart to be in it. I want you to want to serve God. I want you to want to feed people. I want you to want to do the ministry, not just sit in the chair. I want you to want to grow. I want you to be willing. Now, we we can't make you do anything, but but you can assess your heart. You can assess your faith. You can allow the Holy Spirit to convict you and get into a place of willingness in your Christian faith. Paul's saying, I want you to be willing. Many want to be great, but a lot of us are unwilling to sacrifice greatly. Now, I want to encourage us with this. Now, greatness, excellence, impact, none of those have to do with ability. They all have to do with a willingness. Paul isn't saying if, 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 you, if you don't have it, don't do it. Paul is talking to the poor believers, the rich ones, the middle class ones in Corinth, and he's saying, are you willing? You'll probably say, well, I can, I can only give $20 this week. Are you willing? Some will say, well, I can give 20000 are you willing? It's the willingness in any area of your life that's going to be the difference between where you are and where you want to be. This is why you have to be willing. It's because you have great desires. You have big dreams. You've been praying for a lot of things. So God will say, I'm going to do that in your life, but are you willing to give me that? Are you willing to give me your time? Are you willing to give me your body? Are you willing to give me your attention? Are you willing to cut off CNN and give me your attention? Are you willing to cut off Fox and give me your worship? 
are you willing to give me your worry so I can give you some peace and give you some joy and give you perspective? Are you willing? Are you willing? Jason Tran, had I looked at the bank account before we moved from Florida to Maryland? Wouldn't know y'all. Wouldn't know we even existed. There's a, a willingness welled up. Ha, ha, we stayed in that house when we were kissing um, Mama and, and, and my nieces and our nephews and all that stuff. And said, oh, even though we just packed the Penske truck, you know, we're not willing to move. No, no. There had to be a willingness. Even in the face of those tears and that pain, y'all, y'all got to move to Maryland, start the church. God is calling us to do it. He's calling us to level up. He, he, <laughs> Isaiah, if you are willing and obedient, here it is. Woo, look at this promise. You shall eat the good of the land. Got to deal with that will. Here it is, number three. Paul is going to hit on this principle. Give a little, get a little. Give a little, get a little. I love the verse. Here it is. Don't be misled. <laughs> don't be misled. This is Paul. He had a lot to say about <laughs> don't be misled. He says this here. You cannot mock the justice of God. Meaning, this is it. God is always right. Even when you're right, God is more right. When you're wrong, God is just right. But when you're right, God is more right. You can't mock him. He's saying that you you can't. We got a lot of corner cutters in the world. Y'all need to go back to the Way Up series. Woo! I was watching, not not because it's me, but I was watching that thing the other day. I'm like, boy, you better preach this thing. Like, that thing was... You remember the one about integrity? The way up. What was it? It was humility, integrity, generosity. This is your second heart check for the year before we get into December. Generosity and uh, 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 honor. Uh, you remember honor. I preached for 58 minutes. I'm like, man, are you crazy? People got things to do. But God was trying to, God was trying to communicate something to us about honor, especially as we enter into the season. But you remember David and that integrity? With Saul was using the bathroom. He was having a good old time. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me not get too graphic. <laughs> Having a good old time. And David was like, they're like, you know, David's men were like, kill him. It's our, God is telling you to kill him. And, and David rolled up. He was like. And, and all he did, y'all, all he did was cut a corner. And he felt bad about that. He said, that's not who I am. I don't cut corners. If my pay was here pre-COVID and it went down during COVID, I don't stop tithing. I don't stop giving the offering. I just give at a different level. Lord, I still trust you. So, so Paul is saying, don't be misled. Don't, don't think you're going to give God pennies and, and in return get a lot. That's not how God works. God loves you. He loves you too much to allow you to cut corners in any area of your life. Put your hands together. This is good stuff. I'm preaching good. Come on now. Loves you too much. I tell my oldest son all the time, man, like tighten up. You're preteen, bro. 
We, we're not doing everything for you anymore. You're getting too old for that. Because one day, the Bible says that, that, that children are, are arrows. And, and blessed is a man whose quiver is full, or a woman whose quiver is full, which tells me that at a certain point, what we have to do with you is... So I, I can't have you in my home for 18, 19, 21 years. And you go out there in the world, you're not organized. You're not on time. You're talking any kind of way. Come on, but this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Here it is. You will always, someone say always. There it is. I want us to understand this. This is a principle, a kingdom principle. Harvest what you plant. And even Jesus, I, I was reading, um, I'm in the book of John. I was reading it yesterday. My God, I'm like, man, we're going to have to do a series in John, just getting inspired by Jesus, Whew. our wonderful king, Jesus. And he was just, he, I love it when he gets practical. He says, you, you sow in, in one season and four months later you reap a harvest. And I just stop right there because he's God and he understands practical everyday things he's not just up in the clouds and super holy he gets how to win at life and and i love it so he's saying like you you can't you can't plant one bushel seed come back four months later and expect 10 you 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 plant 10 you come back there maybe 15 but he's saying don't let me put let me put this point this way give a little get a little um give a little study time Get poor results. Give a little encouragement. No one encourage you back. Give a little effort. Get poor results. Deposit $100 in your account. You can't go back tomorrow and expect a $1,000 surplus. Give a little. Get little opportunities. Get little connections. Get little progress. Little victories. Here it is. This is the most powerful point of my notes here. Give a little, get little trust from God. Let me, let me, let me, let me help us here. <clears throat> the reason this is possible to get little trust from God or a lot of trust from God is because, Susan, God is a person. The Bible says that we can grieve the spirit of God, but it also says on the flip end of the coin that God smiles down on us. So now we know he, he has emotion. If you're a parent, you understand this. You, you love your children, unfailing love. But there are also certain points in life where they can lose a little bit of your trust. And, and so the reason why Paul is saying if you sow generously, you're going to reap generously. Because if, if God can bless you with a lot, if God can give you a lot and he knows that you're good to give it, he'll keep blessing you with more. So, so also what's at stake here is can God trust you? That, that changes my prayer life. God, give me faith. Give me faith to trust you. Lord, help me. I want to believe. I believe. I believe. God's like, Ugh, if you'd obey what I've called you to obey, the blessing that I want to give in your life hinges upon your obedience. Here it is, Francie. You won't obey what you don't trust. No, 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 no. Lean into this. You will not obey what you don't trust. I can tell you right now, Pastor Chow, go to the airport. I got an all-paid expense 
flights, hotel, everything to this island, whatever. I tell you, you need to leave now because if you leave now, you'll get there. <laughs> Go. If you, I love it. If you leave now, you'll get to the airport in 35 minutes and you'll be there two hours before in order to catch this flight. He has a choice. He can either sit there or he can trust me for it. God forbid it's actually true. And he sits there. You know what I mean? But that's how it is. A lot of God's blessing hinges upon your trust and obedience. Give a little, get a little. Number, number four, give a lot. We're going to turn it here now. Get a lot. Give a lot, get a lot. I, I've been criticized in the past, and it's crazy. We're only four years old, and we're, we're, we're just sprouting up. You know what I mean? Like, who criticizes a baby? You know? I've been... I've been criticized in the past for being a prosperity preacher. Oh, yeah, people will straight up leave with a bondage mentality. You know what I mean? You saw how I snuck that in. No, no. What did we just say? Finances, second only to God. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not a prosperity preacher. I'm, I'm a blessing preacher. I want you to be blessed. It's in the Paul has given us prescriptions. He's saying, if, if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. This is Paul. This ain't me. I'm just passing it on. He says, if you sow generously, you'll reap generously. Now, let me tell you something. If, if God was a, a, a poverty God, if he was a burden God, a, struggle, a struggling God, if he was a tough time God, he wouldn't put principles in here of blessing. And, and so Paul is saying, give a lot, get a lot. For, for seven years now, my wife and I, we've been, um, we've been tithing um, together, 14 years personally for me, uh, nine for her. Here it is. Lean into this. This is the most important part here, tithing. The word tithe, go ahead and write this down, means first tenth. The tithe is the first tenth of your income. And the Bible teaches that it belongs to God. Moses and Jesus even said in Matthew 23, 23, or Luke 23, 23, he said, you should tithe. Jesus wouldn't teach something that he does not do. And so it's, it's a principle. In Deuteronomy, it says, you tithe in order to put God first in your heart. So it's a principle. And so for seven years, we've said every year we're going to increase our giving. And we've done it. 0.5 every year. Now we're well above the tithe. And I, I want to encourage you in this season, especially in a year like this, lean into this principle. Tithe may be a stretch for you. Lean into it. What you see a lot in Scripture is when times got tough, the faith-filled people leveled up. Majority of society, when times get tough, level down. That's okay. That's okay. But majority of the people in Scripture that, that made it in Scripture, they, David, he leveled up. Abraham leveled up. Moses leveled up. Joshua, Jesus, leveled up. Jesus Christ died, leveled up. When, when times get tough, as people of faith, we level up. So we don't stay at 3%. 
and, and pray 90% prayers. If we're praying 90% prayers and we're at 3%, we need to level up to six. Level up. Level up. The Bible says in Malachi, he says, do this, tithe, test me. This is the only area in the scripture where God says, test him. And it's really not a test for him. And it says, and I'm going to open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Now, 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 you, you can't always see if I tithe, it'll come back monetarily. Watch the language. Floodgates. You know what floodgates do? They hold back water. When water gets loose, it goes everywhere. So the blessing doesn't just come back to your pocket. It comes in that healing. It comes in that connection. It comes in that open door. It comes in that breakthrough. It comes in that growth on the inside of you. It flows everywhere. Because some people say, well, I've been doing this, Pastor, since last December, and COVID hit, and I got broken. No, no, no. God has moved in other areas. Water goes, water goes everywhere. So I'm not saying you give, and it's going to come back monetarily. I'm saying you give, and that spouse that you're praying for, that kid that you're praying for, that thing that you're praying for, God is going to move in on that thing. He's going to open the floodgates of heaven. There's not been an offering whenever I sit down and write out my year for 14 years that, that I didn't pray before my dad got baptized, that I didn't pray for his salvation and him to come to Christ. You ought to always attach your offering with prayers of faith. Don't, don't just do it because, you know, Pastor Child comes up here, it's our time to give. And it's like, well, got to give my money. No, that, that's a supernatural thing. Scripture says on one, on one side of the same coin, you're giving to men who die. But on the other side, you're giving to the one who we believe to be living. That's Jesus. So whenever you, come on now. So whenever you give the tithe and the offering, you're giving to God through the church. So in heaven, Jesus is receiving that offering. He's receiving. Y'all okay? I, I said I'll keep it. I, I feel like I'm. Y'all okay? I don't, I don't want to get too deep. All right, because I'll be honest. I'll be honest about where I am. I'm, 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 you know, I'm trying to, I'm four years in, I'm still trying to figure how to feed y'all. Because we, we can go or we can stay. You know what I mean? Is this clicking? Is this making sense? Does this make you want to do something? Is this building your faith? Jesus said this here, Luke 6. Here it is. I love formulas. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. Here it is. This is, this is an equation. The amount you give will determine. Someone say determine. The amount you get back. So the primary determinant of what God gives beyond salvation Beyond forgiveness, beyond another day, that, that's, that's easy stuff for God. That's what he does. That's why Jesus came. But if you're talking about this other stuff that you have no real control over, the amount that you give is the primary determinant for what you give back. That, that's what you, it, it's, it's simple. Number, number five, I think. Here it is. Your giving should match your joy. Your giving should match your joy. As a parent, I love it when my children want to, sh want to share what I've given them. 
it, it makes me want to give them more. And that's what Paul is working on right now with Corinth. He's saying the church in Jerusalem over here is struggling. Your area, your region has been blessed. I need to get it through you to them. I need to get it through you to them. So, so this is the thing. D- don't allow your, your giving to exceed your joy. Don't go home and pray about this and say, okay, I got to get ready for December. Next Sunday I'm going to give. Today I'm going to get in my car and give my offering online. Don't get in your car and be mad at me. At that point, it's, oh, man, I got to give it. Jeez. At that point, you're giving grudgingly. Your giving at that point has exceeded your joy. And this is, a, this is a hard thing. Now, on the flip side, don't allow your joy to exceed your giving. You're sitting on bank. And you came to the house of the Lord, and you, you gave 10 bucks. Like, yeah, this is easy. Woo, $10. Yeah, I'm good. You go go to the mall. You're about to go to dinner. You're about to go shopping. You're about to take your vacay. You're about to put Santa before Jesus and all that. No, no, no. You're giving. Your, your, your joy is exceeding your giving. Go ahead and bring that thing on up so, 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 so God, can, God, God can bless it. Here it is. Here it is. Verse 8 says, And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That's a great promise. It says this, they share freely and give poorly, generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed to the farmer. So God gives us the seed and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources. Someone say resources. This is Paul. This is scripture. This is the Bible. And then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So I'm going to, God is saying, I'm going to keep giving you more because I can trust you to give it. Then you're going to give it and I'm going to give. You're going to give it and I'm going to give. You're going to give it and I'm going to give. You're going to give it. I'm going to give. This is good stuff. It's scary. But it's good. And he says it here. Yes, you will be enriched in every way. Someone say every. every. There's the floodgates, the water, so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. That's kingdom. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. That's kingdom. He says this here, and they will pray for you with deep affection because of your overflowing, because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift. Two wonderful words. I want to give you three promises here, and this is number one. The generous will always have more than enough. The generous will always have more than enough. I want to share a testimony, and we're almost out of here, of one of our superheroes. I'll keep, keep, keep them anonymous. But th- this was during COVID season. And as I was praying about ending Kingdom series, and my wife said, actually, someone shared a testimony about this, so I think this is what God wants to share with the church. I said, well, we're going to go for it then. We're going to extend it one more week. 
they said this. They said about a month, a month into the pandemic, my CEO brought the corporate office together and told us that all remaining annual increases were frozen. Endless to say I was due an increase in April that I would not receive. It annoyed me, but I said, okay, God, God will provide. I was being convicted about giving my tithes. I was raised to give tithes, and I believe in paying tithes, but I had not been doing it consistently and not at all at Highlight Church. So when I came back to be a superhero, I said, it's all or nothing. So I started giving, having my tithes come out on a recurring cycle twice a month. I also had 10% of my tithe amount come out on a recurring cycle every Sunday as my offering. So the offering is above the 10%. And she said this, last month, our CEO Zoomed us together for a state of the company. And she announced that the freeze on increases had been lifted. And that we would receive retro pay for the time. Come on, we can put our hands together. I'm not even done, but. For the time our increase should have started. Hallelujah, she said. Now call me crazy, but I'm crazy enough to believe that because I obeyed God in the area of tithing, God spoke to the CEO and had her lift the freeze on increases just so he could bless me for my obedience. As I was blessed, someone else was blessed too. It wasn't a huge increase, but it was increase. Um, I didn't say all this to brag or to make anyone feel bad who isn't paying tithes, but a word of encouragement, have crazy faith. God will provide in every area of your life that you need him to. It might not be right away, and it might not be in a way you prefer, but trust and obey him. There is no other way. Let's put our hands together for that. Leveled up. I, I leveled up on my wife this summer. I leveled up on you, and you noticed it. It was, it was a couple dollars, but, it, it's, you know, a couple dollars goes a long way. But, but I said, man, what a, what a great season to trust God. I don't know how, but we're going to level up. That's what we've always done. That's what we've always done. Leveled up. Don't stop when it gets hard. Level up. Yeah. And, and many of us know that he's good for it. We, we know that he's a provider. Second, second thought here, second promise is this, is it's your destiny to lend, not borrow. Here it is. Here it is. Deuteronomy 28, 12 says this, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens. Who will send it? The Lord. From his rich treasury in the heaven and bless all the work you do. Here it is. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. I just want to declare this over your life right now. You won't always have to borrow. You're not going to always be in debt. You're not going to always be in a place of struggle. You're not always going to be burdened with financial burdens. God is going to God is going to lift you out of that. It may take five years. It may take 10 years. It may take 15 years, but you're coming out of that struggle bus. You're coming out of that. Come on. We need faith right now. You need to catch this right now. You're coming out of that. 
And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to reveal this to you. A lot of that stuff is generational. And that's why it's been so hard. And, and like I said, that's okay. God doesn't love anyone any less or any more than, but what I'm saying is, is it's not God's will for you to struggle. And you've been working against generational spirits that want to keep you bound. It, it plagued grandma, it plagued granddad, it plagued mom and dad. Now it's trying to latch on to you. I'm going to tell you how you break it. This, you break it God's way. You, you break it trusting God's word. And you don't stop. And, and there, there are some crazy stats. Out. How much time we got left? Y'all got some time? I think I deleted it. Shame on me. But, but I'm, I'm going to try to remember some of it for you. I'll remember. Here it is. The research, it was from cdfcapital.org. You can go to it and look it up. cdfcapital.org. And it was research on tithing and offering. And it said that um, 30% of tithers are debt-free. Because when you put God first in the offering and in the tithe, it, it um, cultivates a deeper stewardship and responsibility in your life. And now you're focused on getting out of debt and getting your credit right. And also that you can be more generous towards the kingdom. It says that if, if all, I remember this one, this was going to be a huge one. It says that if the entire church would just tithe, just attend, not the offering, would tithe, there would be $165 billion available for the church. That money in the article, it said, would kill world hunger. It would kill global illiteracy. It would take care of all of water and sanitization in the world. And after all those numbers, it said there would still be $100 billion left for expansion ministry. So churches that need buildings, healthy churches, churches to start schools for the kingdom. But, but it's locked up in our lack of trust. When mom needs some help, you're going to be able to help her. When dad needs some help, you're going to be able to. When your siblings need some help, that, that's your destiny. That's your destiny. I don't care how old you are. If, if you put God first in this area and lean into your business. Paul says, mind your business and mind it quietly. If you get into your numbers. And if you ask God to bless you and give you wisdom and get some advice and discipline yourself, you can come up out of that bondage. We just paid off all of our debt this year during, during a down year, down year. Took 14 years, but you, you're coming out. You're coming out. It's your destiny to land and not borrow. Number three, the generous will increase in influence. You will increase. It says they share freely and give generously to those in need 
their good deeds will be remembered forever. So your generosity extends into eternity. It says they will have influence and honor. I want want to put this on you. Your influence comes from what you give away. Not from what you, not from what you take. Influence spreads from what you give away. I was talking to my barber. This is the last service. Y'all just zone in with me. And, and he asked such a great question yesterday. He said, um, he said, which group is more important? Those who you know or those who know you? And, you know, he has all his friends in there and he calls me big bro and his mentor and all that stuff. I'm like, this is a tough question. And I thought, I said, well, the group that you know, they're there to sustain you and strengthen you and to push you along. You need them. You stick in there with them. You are where you are because of them. But the group that knows you and you don't know them as much, they're the ones that are going to open the doors in your future. They're the ones. I remember when we were doing Highlight the City Week, the city told us, they said, there's no church that's ever done anything like this in the history of Gaithersburg. And when the city knows your name, when the county knows your name, when it gets to the governor and and the White House, we're in the kingdom series. You're going to be going places. You're going to be going places. You're going to be going places. Be generous. Give freely. Encourage. Love. Bless. Pay for that meal. Pay for that lunch. Pay for that dinner. Go for it. Because it's it's going before you. And Jesus said it like this. We're going to end it off here. He says, use worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. This is Jesus. This is kingdom. And then when your, position, when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. I, I've, I've lost a few loved ones. I'm sure many of us have. Currently, we're walking through that right now. My, my wife's end of the side of the family. You know, she's probably in her final days, right? One thing I I see, we're 100% from the field as mankind. Everyone that's ever died can't take any of it with them. They leave it to the next generation. So why why not go for eternity on it? What is Jesus saying here? Jesus is saying, when you pass away, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. As soon as you... That last breath here is your first breath in heaven. As soon as you get up there and you walk to those gates, there's going to be a few people there that you don't know. And they're going to say, thank God. Welcome home. Come on in. Thank you so much. You're going to be like, look super cool. I don't know you. You know, no, no, don't worry. It, it was your offering through that church. You're giving. When you pay for my meal at McDonald's, at Starbucks, my coffee, and I saw that Highlight Church sticker, I, whatever, and I, I, you know what I mean? It was that that got me to get back to church, to come back to Jesus, and now I'm here because of 
your generosity. That's what Jesus is saying. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Father, we love you and we thank you so very much. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for the means, Lord, to trust you, God. Thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. God, if there's anyone in here who is currently struggling, God, I pray that you would just remind them that you love them. This is not about a dollar amount or how much they can give, but you love them dearly. This word was to increase our faith. God, I pray for those of us who have been timid. Give us the strength to trust you again in this area. This is an area that you honor and that you bless. There's anyone who is in here who does not know Jesus as your personal savior. It starts there. Trust him. Your life, give him your heart. He sent his son down a cross. Forgiveness of our sins and he loves you with an unfailing love. And if that be you today and you want to come to the Lord, I want you to pray this prayer with me. You can be made new today. You can receive the gift of his spirit in your heart this morning. Pray this prayer with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. And I thank you, Lord, for shedding your blood on the cross for the forgiveness of my sin. Lord, I open my heart to you and I give you my life. I trust you. I exchange my trust for your salvation. And I ask for the gift of your spirit in my heart. Make me new, Lord. Fill me. Give me the grace and the strength to serve you for the rest of my life. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together, church. Come on, love you guys so much.